and to the Eastern Conference All-Stars. You scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. That voice you just heard was the voice of uh, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. If he sounds less than enthused, uh, it's because he probably was. The All-Star Game was not very good. Uh, in fact, it was it was horrible. It was an embarrassment. No effort. Only three-point shots. I mean, just a travesty. I mean, it's not nearly as good as it was back in the day. I mean, it used to. The All Star Game used to be great. Used to be great, and now it's. I mean, it's embar- It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be even affiliated with that. It's is horrific. And and I'm pulling up my notes here. Sorry, I'm a little behind today. I I have some scathing words to say about this. I just want to pull up my notes. I want to make sure I. Are my thoughts organized and I get this right uh, before I really dig in and start talking about this all-star game? Okay, here it is. Page two. Oh, I don't care. I I don't I don't care at all. I'm not sure that I've I, I I've maybe never cared about anything less than I care about the NBA All-Star game. Listen to all the sports talk today, TV and radio and Everyone's getting on their show and being like, that is terrible. That's embarrassing. I remember when there used to be some pride. Oh, my God. Who cares? Who cares? Brandon Woodruff's back with the Brewers. Can we talk about anything else, please? It's an all-star game. It's an exhibition. Well, it should mean something. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not telling you how to fan, but the Major League Baseball all-star game meant something once upon a time, and... Everybody thought that was like the dumbest thing in the entire world and bullied the league to, to just make it back into a regular exhibition game. So I don't know. What do you all want? It's an all-star game. Don't build your weekend around it, maybe. Like, what did you have people over to watch the NBA all-star game? What'd you expect? So over the all-star game discourse. We finally, the, the Pro Bowl is dead and unwatchable, but at least we don't have to hear people talk about it anymore. It's so bad that people stopped caring. Just, just don't put any stake into the all-star game. Just put it on, put it on mute if you have to, or don't watch it. Like last night, I was making dinner. I had to tell Dave from Monona earlier today, I was hosting the Bill Michaels show. I had to tell Dave earlier that I, I got a Dutch oven for my birthday. Uh, my birthday's in a couple weeks. I saw my family this weekend. My mom gave me a Dutch oven. Outstanding gift. One of the best gifts I've gotten in a long time. Made dinner with it yesterday. The NBA All-Star Game was on in the background, right? It build my night around it. Some of you, and I say this as someone who watches sports for a living, some of you need to get a life. Okay, you can't build your day. You can't build your sports watching of the weekend around the All-Star game. You just can't do it. Now, the Daytona 500, sure, uh, but that was moved to today. And yesterday I was upset about it because I wanted something to lay in my recliner and watch peacefully. Um, And I was mad that it was moved to today. But now I'm kind of happy because it's on the TV here in the studio. And I like when there's an event, a game, something or other on the screen when I'm in the studio because I sit. I always make the joke. I literally sit in a padded room for six or seven hours a day by myself. It's nice when there's something going on. It's nice when you're on a plane and there's an actual live sporting event that you can watch on the little screen in front of you. You know, it's nice when, like, there's a snow day or you're stuck at home or you're laying around. It's nice when there's something on. I kind of like it when the show's going on. I kind of like that there's something to watch. Those cars, man, they're ripping in a circle. And I'm going to enjoy I'm gonna enjoy watching it during the show tonight. This is the Wisco Sports Show. Daytona 500 watcher Grant Bills here. 
won't watch another NASCAR race all year, but I'll watch the Daytona a little bit. It's the same in golf. I'll always watch the Masters. It's kind of a coin flip based on the year what I've going on. I'll watch the U.S. Open. Other than that, it's hit or miss with golf. Kind of similar with NASCAR. I'll watch Daytona. It's the Great American Race, isn't it? Or is that the Indy 500? <laughs> one of them is the Great American Race. The other one is like the granddaddy of them. I don't know. Bill was explaining this to me last week. I just like that there's something on the TV during the show. We have a uh, a smattering of guests tonight. So I did Bill's show earlier today, and it was kind of last minute, unexpected. Bill was under the weather, and I'm like, yeah, I can do the show. So I got to talk to a couple of guests that I booked to come on with Bill. Kalen Kaler of The Athletic, Kurt Heelan, covers the NBA for NBC, who is at the All-Star Games and all the festivities this weekend. And also Zach Heilprin joined the show to talk Badger basketball. Probably going to replay one of those interviews. All three were very good. Probably replay one of those three in the second hour of the show. We'll decide which one. Maybe we'll put it up to a vote. We'll crowdsource it. Do you want NFL pre-draft talk? Do you want reaction to the NBA All-Star festivities and a second-half Bucks primer? Or do you want Zach Heilprin talking about Badger basketball? Up to you. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, we'll do that at 5.30. At 4.30, in honor of President's Day, I have uh, some comparisons. I have a long list of USA presidents and their NFL quarterback counterparts. Yeah, we're going to compare presidents to quarterbacks. I think I did a pretty good job, did some historical research today i was very uh, i was a bad student in school at math sciences hit or myth was very good at reading very good at words um which the way i the way i just worded that makes you sound like an idiot i was good with the word with the words the subject that had the words the one in the in the, the when all the pages are glued together what's that oh a book yeah reading i was a good reader good writer everything else in school is, is who knows uh but i, I did love history I did take AP U.S. history, a push. I do like American history, uh, Civil War, you know, World War II, the big ones, uh, the Industrial Revolution. That's pretty cool. And I like presidents. So I sat down this afternoon and compiled a list as I ate my lunch of some of the most interesting presidents and their NFL quarterback counterparts. So we're going to do that in about a half hour. 608-321-1670 is the number to call the show if you would like to. And you can always reach me on Twitter during the show or anytime. Wisco Grant. I want to start with the news of the day, news that was not expected. It hit around 9 o'clock this morning, and it hit like a bus. Oh, it made me so happy. Brandon Woodruff is going to be back with the Brewers. Now, it's a two-year deal, which essentially means a one-year deal, right? So when the Brewers sign free agents, big-time free agents, or big names, right? What what does it typically look like? Let's think of the big signings that they've made over the, the most recent years. We don't need to you know, go back to Jeff Supon. Let's just talk about this good era of Brewers baseball and they signed free agents. I think of Yasmani Grandal. I think of Reese Hoskins, who they just signed. Mike Moustakis, once upon a time, kind of fit in this bucket as well. And we've talked about this. The Brewers look for market inefficiencies, right? This good player is available to sign a short-term deal. A lot of money, but a short-term deal. Why is that? Well, they're coming off an injury. Or in the case of Yasmani Grandal in 2019, right? He had such a bad performance in the playoffs with the Dodgers that would have been yeah the World Series 18 yeah yeah yeah. into that was the year the Dodgers made the World Series I couldn't remember if his bad performance was in the NLCS or in the World Series I think it was a combination of both I don't remember him being great against the Brewers in the CS I'd have to go back and rewatch the highlights I've kind of blocked out a lot of those games from my memory especially the Chris Taylor catch but Yasmani Grandal had a terrible postseason, so the market for him was not exactly red hot for a long-term deal. So the Brewers got him for one year and a bunch of money. 
And then this last offseason, just a couple weeks ago, they got Reese Hoskins for one year at a a nice number, but one year. The Brewers can spend money in the short term. And we talked about this with Andrew Wagner at the end of last week on Friday's show. Thursday, Friday, I can't remember which day. The Brewers can spend money in the short term. They can spend a lot of money in the short term. What they can't do is sign a 10-year deal or a 13-year deal or something ridiculous like that. That's kind of reserved for the Dodgers or, you know, for the Phillies. They signed Trey Turner to a really long deal like that, right? The Brewers can't do that. So they have to watch for players who become available. They might need a prove-it deal, a reestablishing deal, right? Reese Hoskins needs to reestablish himself off of this ACL tear. Yasmani Grandal kind of to rebuild his image a little bit after a really bad postseason in 2018. Brandon Woodruff fits the bill. He's going to be coming off of an injury next year. He's got a rehab this year, and he's going to be coming off of an injury next year. Now, we don't know how the rehab is going to go, if he's going to come out of it successful. But basically, this is just a different presentation of the classic Brewers one-year free agent fastball, right? We'll give you a chance to, to be in Milwaukee, to make a bunch of money, to perform well, and then earn a bigger deal when you're done, if you play well. And Grandal earned more money. I think Reese Hoskins, when all is said and done, will earn more money. And Brandon Woodruff, if he comes out of this shoulder injury, all right, and if he pitches okay, he will then have an opportunity to sign a long-term deal as well and make more money. I know that this is a two-year deal, but really what this is 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 a one-year deal with this injury stipulation on the front end. The Brewers are going to pay Brandon Woodruff to rehab this year and then pay him next year to pitch. And if he pitches really well, he'll have an opportunity to make more money. And it might just be with the Brewers. Who knows? I know we never really considered the possibility of the Brewers extending Corbin Burns or signing him to a big deal at the end of his rookie deal. Serious Brewers fans never should have considered it. I I know when Burns was traded, there were some Brewers fans who were mad. It's like, why not? Pony up. Don't you want to win? You got to extend him. You got to pay him. They can't. They can't. Okay? So pull your head out of fantasy land, rainbow, cotton candy, cloud land, wherever you live, and realize the situation of the Brewers. Right. And some people just want to complain about the Brewers. They want to complain about Mark Anasio. And look, I have been critical of the Brewers many times on this show over the years. I've been critical of Mark Anasio. I've been critical of how the Brewers handle themselves. What I really haven't been critical of is that the Brewers with player personnel and with developing pitchers and managing assets. They know what they're doing right now. We poke fun because they shoved X golf down our throat after closing or, or trading, rather, their closer at the deadline. Like, that was bad. And and then they followed it up the next year by bringing Paige Speronic back to the ballpark, giving her a bobblehead, which turned out to be a great moment for the franchise. So maybe the Brewers do know what they're doing. Maybe it's us. Maybe maybe we're the idiots. We don't know how PR works. We don't know public relations. I don't know. You can poke fun at the Brewers, and sometimes they deserve it, but they know what they're doing, okay? They don't spend money they don't have. They don't get locked up in contracts that they can't afford to get locked up in. You got to give the Brewers credit on this one, on the Woodruff signing. They didn't have to do this, okay? They didn't, ha- they didn't have to sign Brandon Woodruff to come back. When they non-tendered Brandon Woodruff, and we see this a lot. I was reading a piece earlier today, I think it was Jesse Rogers, ESPN, talking about Cody Bellinger and his status with the Cubs. And it was this, this, line, this line of reasoning and this logic, and you read this all the time. Right, this this story was like, well, the Cubs haven't uh, engaged in trade talks with Bellinger and or or in in contract talks, I should say. There hasn't been much in terms of contract talks, but that doesn't preclude him from coming back. He could always come back. You see this in the NFL when guys get cut, 
and and the reporter always says that doesn't mean they couldn't bring him back at a lower number. Yeah, but they're not. When was the last time that actually happened? Right when a team cut a player and then brought them back at a lower number, that doesn't normally happen. We always say that it could happen. It's always a possibility it could happen, but it never happens. When Brandon Woodruff was non tendered, I just assumed he was gone. Because let's be real, I, I don't know that it makes a ton of financial sense for the Brewers to pay Brandon Woodruff to not do anything for a year and then have him on the books for another year, not knowing if he'll even bounce back from this injury, if he'll ever be able to pitch again. We don't know. It's a really, really serious injury, especially to a pitcher on that right shoulder. That's his throwing arm. Who knows? But the Brewers obviously really, really like Brandon Woodruff. He means the world to this team. I, I think this team is, has meant the world to Brandon Woodruff. Look how emotional he was when he couldn't pitch in the postseason, when he hurt his shoulder last fall. The Brewers didn't need to do this. The Brewers, Mark Atanasio and Matt Arnold could have gone to a podium after Brandon Woodruff, you know, signed a cheap deal with whatever team and said, yeah, we really wanted to bring Woody back. It's really a bummer the way that it shaped up. But, you know, the reality of, of being a small market team with a lower payroll is we just can't spend money on things that we're not really confident in. We don't know if he's going to pull out of the injury. Corey Knable was the same way. The Dodgers basically paid him to rehab and thought, well, if this works out well, then it'll actually be a great deal for us in the long run. But it's a risk because you're playing, you're paying a player. You don't know if they'll ever be good again, if they'll ever pitch again. And the Brewers don't know with Woodruff, but it's Brandon Woodruff, man. Like I want him to be a Brewer. And if he ever pitches again, I want it to be here because I thought once upon a time before he got hurt last year and when Burns was still here and Peralta obviously still here, I thought, you know what? Burns is out of the question. He wants to be a $200 million man. He wants to be repped by Scott Boris and make a ton of money. I always thought that maybe the Brewers would find a way to work something out with Woodruff. And then he got hurt and, you know, we, we never know. We would never know, right? I would love to give Matt Arnold a truth pill and be like, so if Woodruff never would have got hurt, how would this have gone down? Because he always felt a little bit different than Burns, right? Let's be honest. He felt a little bit more like a Brewer, felt like he fit this team a little bit more. I, and I love Burns. He was great for years. He was always available, and he, he won a Cy Young, for God's sake. He was great against the Braves in the playoffs two years ago. <laughs> not, not that it ended up mattering. But I always thought Woodruff was different. It's like, man, if they extend one of these guys, it's going to be it's gonna be Woody. And then he got hurt, so we'll never know. Give the Brewers credit for this. They didn't have to do this. You know, compare the Brewers offseason to, like, what the Cubs have done. The Cubs haven't done anything. I saw tweets from angry Cubs fans today about the lack of movement on a Bellinger contract. It doesn't seem like Bellinger's coming back to Chicago. All these Cubs fans feel like they were, you know, sold a bill of goods when council was brought in. It's like, no, it's a new day for the Cubs. We're sparing no expense. We're going to be in every conversation. We're going to be after Otani and you know, Blake Snell. Who knows? And it seems like this offseason for the Cubs is going to be the same as every offseason for the Cubs, where you know they have all the money in the world, and they talk about how they can spend all the money in the world, and then they just don't. This offseason for the Cubs been very Cubs-like. This offseason for the Brewers, it's been very Brewers-like. They've really shown smart, right, witty contracts. The Reese Hoskins deal is just, oh, it's perfect. And they trade Burns, I know, but they get back two guys who are perfect Brewers guys. It's like, okay, so a, a toolsy infielder who's basically ready to play and a pitcher that's, we don't know. He's probably probably underused or misused in Baltimore. They'll bring him in and they'll be like, hey, throw this pitch more. Don't throw this pitch as much. Use this pitch like this. Okay, boom, we got a great pitcher. The Brewers are really good at this stuff. It's been an awesome offseason for the Brewers. And yeah, it'd be nice to have Burns this year. But if D.L. Hall comes in and is a half-decent starter for a couple of years, okay, well then beautiful. You're going to lose Burns for nothing anyways. 
well, they should just extend Burns. No, they shouldn't actually because they'd have to sign him for some ridiculous length of time and the contract would be fine for two years and Burns would be the same guy that he's been, which isn't enough to get him over the hump and then the contract ages like milk for six or seven years after he probably starts to stink as he gets older. That's how baseball works. So I give the Brewers all the credit in the world for this Woodruff thing. Makes me really happy, more enthusiastic, more excited for baseball season, and I'm so happy that he's going to remain a Brewer. It just makes me really, really, really happy. Let's take a three-minute break. We will continue the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter, Wisco Grant. The number, if you'd like to join, 608-321-1670. Hope you had a great weekend. Daytona is on the TV in front of me. Brandon Woodruff is back as a brewer. Coming up in about 10 minutes, we're going to celebrate President's Day. I'm going to compare some of my favorite presidents with their NFL counterpart. Okay, we're going to do some comparing between presidents and quarterbacks. It's going to be fun. Very exciting show. We will have one interview in the second hour of the show. It might be Kalen Kaler. It might be Zach Heilprin. It might be Kurt Heelan, NBA guy, NBC. It's based out of LA, always around the Lakers and Clippers all-star weekend. He gave some really good thoughts on the Bucks. Three interviews I did during the Bill Michaels show earlier today while I was filling in. We're going to play one of them because uh, I'm going to run out of gas. This will be hours five and six of me talking by myself today, and uh, I'm just going to go nuts. So one of those interviews, they're all very good. We'll pick which one to do in the second hour of the show, maybe at 530. Let's take some calls before we uh, before we get all presidential, celebrate President's Day. Does anyone actually have the day off for President's Day? Who gets President's Day off? Is it just the pre- – does the president get President's Day off? If so, that seems a little – seems a little iffy. It's like, happy radio day. Uh, oh, you don't have today off? Well, I do. I work in radio. Well, that seems – Seems a little sus. 608-321-1670. It's the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. D.W. from New Glarus. It's the mayor. Wow. It's been a little while, D.W. How you been? Yeah, good, good. Yourself? I've been listening in, but just haven't really had much to talk about. Um, it's okay. I really love this. I l- really love this Woodward, uh, Brandon Woodward uh, signing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a... Uh, Low risk, high reward reward if he comes back healthy. I'm assuming it's not for a ton of money. I'm assuming. If it's like $10 a year, then maybe I feel a little differently, but I'm just going to assume it's not a crazy amount of money. I could see three, four million this year and maybe 10 or 12 next year. But, you know, it's if he does come back and he's he's three quarters of the pitcher that he was prior to injury, I mean, it's still going to be a 3.50 or 4.0 ERA. And it's, you know, hopefully he gets this his fastball back and I know his changeup was working good so I would really like that I really like that signing that's really all I had to say um I'm glad you know I'm, I'm sorry to see Corbin Burns go just like everybody else but you know a small market team you got to do what you got to do um yeah. I wouldn't be so I wouldn't be surprised if uh Adamas has moved before the start of the season either um, I think it depends on what they can get for Adamas if they're blown away Here's yeah. the thing. You you can you can trade Burns and I think slide some things around. If you're confident about Ashby, you can get by with starting pitching. I don't know how you trade Willie Adamas and say, no, we're going to be just as good. Like you, you, you use a lot of production. You use a lot of pop from the lineup by getting rid of him right before the season. So that would be a tougher well, one. Do you, 
do you see him trading one of their outfielders? Like, I mean, Freelich or Weimer or, you know, I mean, they got a, you know, Garrett Mitchell. I, I really like Garrett Mitchell, and I think he's going to be a, not a superstar, but if he can stay healthy, he's going to be a player in the MLB. Um, you know, he's got some pop and he's got some speed too. So I don't know. I mean, where are you going to play all these guys? Well, Freelick's taking reps at third base, which is very interesting to me. Uh, I, like, yeah. I, I think yeah. they must feel moving Freelick to the infield tells me that they're really excited about either Weimer or Mitchell. Because I think if if they if they felt lukewarm about those two, then they wouldn't. Then they just play Freelick and right, and that would be their outfield. But the fact that they're willing to move him around and try different things to get another one of those outfielders on the field, whether it's Weimer or Mitchell, that makes me feel really excited yeah. about maybe what those two have been up to this offseason. Good. And have you heard anything on Sanchez? Is he signing with the Brewers, or did he bolt, drop out of it, or what? You know, oh, Gary Sanchez. San I, 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 so I haven't heard anything. I asked around and maybe what's up. Maybe it's a physical issue. Like they brought him in and they saw something in the physical they didn't like, but it's, it's been a while and there's been nothing. There's been no buzz. There's been no word from anybody. So I don't know. Because that'd be a great bat to add to the lineup. I mean, they need some pop and they need some guys that can make contact because they're just, they're just too swing and miss. You know, they, their offense is not that good. I mean, they need, some people that can hit the ball. I mean, not necessarily the home run, but I mean, well, they you need know, both. get a get a bunch of gap getters that just hit line drives, you know, and you get more 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 opportunity on the bases, and you're going to score more runs. I think but they need we'll they need a, they, what they did what they needed this offseason. DW is nice to hear from you. Thanks for the call. Um, I'm excited about Woody coming back too. Last offseason, they were getting hits in the playoffs against the Diamondbacks. They had guys on base like how many times and how many innings they couldn't get the big hit. So, you know, whether that's driving the ball to the gap or hitting home runs, I I just think they need more pop, more doubles, more home runs, more balls out towards the wall, fewer little dribblers. Like I I think they're good on slap hitters, which is why maybe the, the free lick trade rumors or free lick rumors to San Diego made sense. It's like, okay, well they have guys that can slap the ball. They have guys that can drive the ball. Weimer would be more of that guy, but it depends on what Weimer did this offseason. Is he progressing really well? Is he growing as a hitter at the major league level? I don't know. The fact that they moved, moved Freelicker or are willing to try Freelick in the infield signals to me that they're really excited about either Weimer or Mitchell. Otherwise, they'd just play Freelick in right field, and they'd be like, well, it's up to Weimer and Mitchell to earn playing time. The fact that they're scooting some things around, that gets me a little excited. Plus, Bruce tweeted out some videos of Weimer in the cage today, and his swing does look better. Not that I know what I'm looking at, but smart people say that it looks better. And, you know, all the specific things about swing and load and leg kick and all those buzzwords. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Francis Corey. Corey. Hey, twice in just a couple of days. This is such a treat. Yeah. Lucky you, huh? So did... uh, did this Woodward or Woodruff guy? <laughs> both. Did, did they, right, both. He's two at the same time. Did they? Uh, have you heard anything in terms of his rehab on his shoulder and how that's going by chance? Um, I mean, no. I was reading. What did Rosiak and Kurt say? Nothing specific. No. Um, no, nothing has changed. Nothing new from last year. I don't think he's ahead of schedule. I don't think it's going any worse than anticipated. I I think it's basically what we expected at this point with this injury. Just doing his thing. So 
and then they didn't give any terms on the contract. But that's okay. I think it's a pretty nice low risk, uh, high reward type thing. As you think you've kind of went over here because really not going to get much out of them this year. See what happens next year. And um, you know, I'm of the opinion then you can use those assets to get more assets because you really need to load up. So I, I'm coming in your camp with the Burns thing. I really am not too sad to see his whiny ass shipped out of here. Well, and, and that's another out. part of this, is, and I brought this up earlier on Bill's show. I have never gotten over the loss of a, a great player like I have with Burns. Like, I forget yeah. he was even here. And that's not a personal like, thing towards him, but I'm so over it. Was it. Almost like a heel, it was almost like a heel turn there when he got, you know what I'm saying, like in professional wrestling terminology. Like, mm-hmm. he turned heel real quick. Like, at least from my opinion, he seemed like he was, you know, they helped him out with his issues in 2019, 2020. But they sent him back to the pitching lab because he kind of was like a broken man, to be honest. He went all the way down to double A. Yeah. They helped rebuild him like the $6 million man. And then he does a heel turn because he doesn't like pitching in cold weather. Well, I hope he enjoys pitching in in Baltimore because that's not like it's a freaking uh, walk in the park in spring either. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, I feel you. I do. So, yeah, that one really wasn't too uh, disappointing. I was actually more concerned that they thought they were going to go through the season with them. I'm like, because then you need to take the risk of, and we went over this last week, then you take the risk of them turning into a Woodruff or Woodward where you have the problem with the shoulder, and then you're stuck with this guy who is a tempestuous player and not going to bring you anything back except a low return. You know what I mean? So, I think. Uh, It'll be an interesting season for sure. We already gone over my my thoughts on what's going to be happening, and I'm not going to retread that because I don't want you going crazy in your fifth, six hour here. But I appreciate the honesty of like noting that it's pretty difficult to talk for five or six hours by yourself when um, you know it's kind of this low time of the year for sports. Oh, what but, are you talking about? There's so much going on. We could we could talk smack about the All-Star game and we Brandon Woodruff is back, Sal Freelix at third base. Will Paige Speronic be back at the ballpark this year? I don't I don't know. She's expressed interest on Twitter. Have the Brewers matched that interest? I don't know. I'll reach out to sources. I What are you talking about? There's so much going on. Well, life is what you make of it, right, Grant? That's, and that's true, why Corey. I like hearing you wax poetic this morning about baseball season in general, and you got Memorial Day and stuff like that. So, I like to see you're looking at the bright side of life. Well, that's that's life. just that's my point of view. That's what I do, Corey and Marshall. That's that's what I do. You got to really, yeah. You got to. Well, I appreciate you. The snow's melting, and it's just all muddy outside. So, <laughs> yeah. You uh, have a good rest of the evening there, sir. And you we'll as well. You Corey and Marshall, I will talk to you later. Uh, what does he mean? It's President's Day. There's so much to discuss, Corey. What could you what could you possibly mean? Um, yeah, I, the low-risk, high-reward thing, I, I don't know. I need to see how much money it's for. I don't know. He played for about $10 million last year. If this deal is is pretty cheap and reasonable and Brandon Woodruff really wanted to be back in Milwaukee and maybe gave up a little bit of money to stay here and to rehab around the people that he he knows and people that he's familiar with, then then yeah. Um I, I don't know if I'm I'm not prepared, I'm not equipped at this time to say it's a low risk, high reward move. We don't know. We don't know the compensation yet. Uh Jerry tweeted in something about Garrett Mitchell some concerning numbers in regards to Mitchell striking out. Jerry says, Yeah, I want to pull up the strikeout percentages because Weimer struck out a lot last year and fans harp on it. Garrett Mitchell also strikes out a lot. And maybe it's because he was hurt all of last year. 
so we didn't have a chance to notice, but he, in terms of fan perception, at least gets away with striking out a lot. So I want to pull up those numbers. Let's take a break. I'll dig for that data, Jerry. I'll find it. I really, I'll do my damnedest. Uh, And coming up next, we're going to celebrate President's Day. Some of my favorite presidents and their NFL quarterback comparisons. Uh, We're going to get presidential next. It's the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show, going to get presidential here in just a couple of minutes. Before we took that last break, Jerry tweeted in and wanted to know about Garrett Mitchell. He's like, I've seen some concerning numbers regarding Garrett Mitchell's strikeout percentages. And this is something I've noticed the last couple of weeks. It's interesting. Joey Weimer is a strikeout machine, needs to change his swing, can't, can't succeed at the, at the majors with, a, with the way that he's playing now. Strikes out way too much. He's up there hacking and slashing. Okay. But the same is not true in fans' eyes of Garrett Mitchell. When actually, Garrett Mitchell strikes out at a higher clip than Joey Weimer. Uh, so, for example, I have, and I had to dig up through fan graphs. I could have tried to Google this on the fly during the last segment, baseball reference, but I don't know that baseball reference has it, like, readily available, but I knew fan graphs would have it. So, for example, Joey Weimer, last year with the Brewers, in 132 games and 410 plate appearances, struck out at a 28% clip. Garrett Mitchell, now I don't just want to go off his last year numbers because he only played, uh, what did he play last year? Hold on, I'm trying to read on the fly. Why is it not here? He's age 24. Um, Oh, I guess it doesn't matter, but he got hurt relatively early, right? His career strikeout percentage, all the way from A-ball, all the way up to the majors, is 38%. So Garrett Mitchell's career strikeout percentage is, is 10 percentage points higher than Joey Weimer's strikeout percentage of Joey Weimer's first career year in the majors. Right? You would assume that that's as bad as it's going to get. You make adjustments, tweak this, tweak that. Garrett Mitchell strikes out a ton and hits a lot of ground balls. That's not it. Okay, That's not a sustainable recipe for success. Now, I'm not saying that that's his future. I'm not projecting that out and saying that's who he's always going to be. But to sit here and act like Joey Weaver strikes out too much, I'd trade him. I like Garrett Mitchell more. Okay, well, if it's strikeouts you're worried about, then we got to have a conversation. It's like the HR meme. If you've seen the meme, then you know what I'm talking about. And if not, it's too convoluted to explain on the air. But those of you that know what I'm talking about, you you know what I mean, right? 608-321-1670. Let's take one call, and then we're going to get presidential. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? I'll give you my top five presidents really quick. Hit me. Okay, we're going to go. This is non-politically affiliated for all your listeners. I, you know, I was going to say, this is dangerous, Tony. Here we go. No, no, no. no. We're going to go We're going to go. FDR, number five. He's got the new deal. Went through the 30s. He's number five in my power ranking. Number four, Abe Lincoln. His work stands for, you know, it's, it's honest Abe. Come on. Yep. Number four. Yep. Now, I, this is because I grew up in the 80s, Grant, and anyone who grew up in the 80s, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, the 80s ruled. Ronald Reagan, number three. All right, all right, all right, all right. I like you, the guys with the big lumber, the, the sticks, power. Teddy Roosevelt, number two, Bull Moose. The guy got shot in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Kept, kept on doing a speech. Didn't bother him. Didn't bother him. 
And then number one, George Washington, the Vince Lombardi's of, of all presidents. You know, the guy the guy is Lombardi of all presidents, Grant, number one. You have a good mix of conservatives, socialists, uh, Civil War, Revolutionary War, and a National Thank Park you, guy. I'd say that's as strong of a list as you could make up. Hey, the top three that didn't make the list, I'll go down the list here, that didn't make the list. Just barely missed out. JFK, he had Marilyn Monroe. That's respect right there. Okay. Obama. Hey, things were cool, man. I, I like Obama. Fun guy. Seems pretty nice. Pretty I'll, I'll say this about Obama. It felt like things were a lot more normal when Obama was president. Like, yeah, we had our qualms about what was going on, but it was like normal president stuff. Ever since Obama well, left, it's like things have been supercharged. Well, like I, I like to tell my Democrat friends, I somehow tripled my income underneath him. I owed all all to Barack Obama, of course, and then uh, Bill Clinton. You know, you know, just a lot of t- Bill Clinton. You know what? The '90s ruled too, but Clinton's got so much so much going on there. But you know what? Pop culture wise, I'm not going to say it was Bill Clinton, but the guy got on Arsenio Hall, Hall show and, and played a saxophone. That's that's something right there. I don't know. Yeah, it's, so Bill- it's hard for me to disagree with any point that you've made about any of these presidents. And when we thank started you. this exercise, I didn't think that would be the case. So well done. Yes, thank you. We're, 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 hey, the Brewers, the Brewers are not going to be bad this year. No, they are gonna, they're going to win gonna the division. A team. Are you headed to spring training? Uh, yeah, a week from Saturday. Are, are you going to hang out with Cone Roller? Uh, I, Cone Roller is in Arizona. I should try to link up with the guy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and great job on the Bill Michaels show. Not that you need my uh, congratulations and all, but good, good job today, Grant. I should ask Bill his top five presidents at some point this week. It's a, it's a tough exercise, though. It's hard not to be political. You walked a very good line. I will give you credit. Hey, you, like, you know, you got to be fair and balanced with this stuff, just like our Milwaukee Bucks. If you're half-assing it, call it out. Uh, thoughts on the All-Star break? I think Doc, and we talked about this earlier today, Doc says, hey, season starts this week. Forget everything that's happened up until this point. Season starts this week. Good juju coming to the All-Star game. Dame just won the three-point contest. Lots of good moments between him and Giannis. Season starts this week. I like the approach. I actually like that he's calling out players. I don't want him to make excuses internally, but ultimately, Grant, when I upgrade my roster and my AAU team, I look like a better coach. Now it's up to my my. My job is to make these players play their hardest, their best, put them in the best position possible. That's what Doc Rivers needs to do, and he needs to figure that out pretty quick because the time is ticking on Giannis's uh, clock right here. He's maybe got three more years of prime Giannis. So when you have a superstar that great, you don't you don't want to miss one. You don't want to waste one single season. You don't want three months. Forget if he has three or four years left. You don't want to waste a single one. Well, yeah, we look what happened. Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers and hell are we in Jordan Love's prime right now I don't know but uh, you know what they, you gotta go the time is now you can't you can't mess around if you're the Bucks. and unfortunately I think they're gonna be on the outside looking in this year and uh, I think John Horst might lose his job because of it that's just my opinion well we'll have to circle back I, I think that's an interesting prompt at the very least I'm gonna let you go and get presidential with some presidential uh, commentary of my own hey the United States greatest country in the world I don't care what anyone says Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. President's Day. Let's Hell yeah, it. Tony. The Lone Star State down there in Texas. Appreciate you. Always. There goes Tony in Texas. 608-321-1670. All right. I am the king of teasing topics and things that we're never going to get to. So let's do this. All 
right, so I can't do one for every single president. I, I'll read some of the replies I got to my tweet before the show. Some of these are going to need to be explained to me. I think someone compared Rich Gannon to James Buchanan. Is that just because of the name? Does that work on a higher level? All right, these are just some of the comparisons I came up with this afternoon while eating my lunch. George W. Bush. I think he's Philip Rivers. Okay, it's mostly the voice, the, the southern southern thing going on. Uh, they also always seemed like they were squinting most of the time. Like anytime you watch a, a press conference or a sideline interview with Philip Rivers, it looks like he's staring into the sun. George Bush always kind of looked like that at the podium too. Also, Philip Rivers always released the ball thinking it was going to go exactly where it was supposed to. And yet he threw a lot of interceptions. And I kind of feel like Bush felt the same way about Iraq. Maybe I'm an old soul. I want to give him credit for thinking that what he was doing was going to work. Cheney, no. I feel like that guy knew what was up. Bush, uh, I don't know. George Bush, Philip Rivers. You can see the parallels. Abraham Lincoln. This is an interesting one. You wouldn't see this one coming. Cam Newton. Both are very tall and like wearing big hats. Also, if you asked a Southerner about either one, most Southerners would tell you about how they were robbed by both. Lincoln took away their slaves and Cam Newton stole laptops. Grover Cleveland. Uh, I thought it was Stephen Grover Cleveland for some reason. I had to relearn some of these names today. Grover Cleveland. His comp is Brett Favre. Because Grover Cleveland once vetoed something called the Texas Seed Bill. And it was a bill at the time that would have given aid money to drought-stricken farmers, people with disabilities, and veterans. Similarly, Brett Favre allegedly misappropriated $77 million of state money that was allocated for poor people. Probably some of them farmers and folks with disabilities, probably lots of veterans too. Also, Grover Cleveland is the only president to leave office only to come back to serve a later term. Brett Favre retired three times. The parallels write themselves. Richard Nixon, Tom Brady. Richard Nixon did so many good things. Ended the draft, enacted policies to protect the environment, negotiated arms control with Russia, and broke through with communist China. However, today... He is sadly most known for Watergate. Now, Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. He was also a cheater. Again, the parallels obvious here. FDR. Now, this is an interesting one. You wouldn't see this one coming. Franklin Delano Roosevelt. His NFL comp is Big Ben. I would assume, although we don't know this to be fact, but I can connect some dots here. I would assume that sexual infidelity plagued both of their marriages. Also, you couldn't stop either man by cutting him out at the legs. FDR showed that he could do his job from a wheelchair, and Big Ben was so big that you could try to hit him low and it wouldn't matter because he'd just stand there and take the hit, deliver the ball anyways. Also, I kind of think Big Ben over the course of his career was carried by great players like Santonio Holmes, and I think that FDR might have been a little bit of a system president carried by the greatest generation. Who knows? Did the greatest generation carry FDR, or did FDR prompt the greatest generation? We will never know. I'm just spitballing. Also, FDR stayed in office longer than he probably should have, and Big Ben should have retired like five years before he actually did. William Henry Harrison. His comp, this is an easy one, uh, Andrew Luck. Harrison died on his 32nd day in office, and Andrew Luck retired at age 29. Donald Trump. Also Tom Brady. Because Trump faced impeachment twice. Brady was wrapped up in two cheating scandals. Not a political statement. Uh, just a joke. Ulysses S. Grant. Now, my grandpa, this is, a, this is a president that holds a near and dear place in my heart. Ulysses S. Grant, my grandpa called me Ulysses. And I've told that to people before, and they always go, why? 
It's like, because my name is Grant. Whatever. Ulysses S. Grant, Aaron Rodgers. Grant, the general, not me, led the North to victory in the Civil War, widely regarded for his strength and wit as a commander on the field of battle. However, as president, he lacked administrative skills and was unable, and this is the sad part, to enact many of the policies for which he strongly advocated. Aaron Rodgers is maybe the best quarterback I've ever seen. He is also an absolutely terrible general manager. The parallels write themselves. Uh, Last one, and I can't believe that this guy's still alive, Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter's NFL comp is actually also Aaron Rodgers because Jimmy Carter built houses for the poor, and Aaron Rodgers keeps Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb employed. Again, it's easy connection to draw. Let's take a three-minute break. We will continue the Wisco Sports Show on this very special President's Day, a holiday that I don't totally understand because last I checked, we're all still working today, except for maybe the post office, which is fine. The post office can take the day off. I'm just pointing out a fact, not anti-postal worker at all. Three minutes, Wisco Sports Show, back after this. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you listening. Zach Heilprin, Kaylin Kaler. Rick Heelan, all possibilities to join us in the last hour of the show. It'll be a replayed interview from Bill's show earlier today because I was in for Bill. And I'm like, I'm just going to take one of these interviews, the best one, reuse it tonight because I'm not going to book. I can't. I mean, to book six or seven guests for one day. I can't. I don't have that many friends, let alone people I can ask to come on the show. So one of those interviews, I'm leaning Zach or Rick. Galen was great. I just think the, the NFL pre-draft stuff is a little less topical from what we've been talking about. We just got a little presidential. I gave you some of my uh, president quarterback comps. I think my favorite, maybe the breast, the best one, ooh, breast, is Brett Favre uh, because Cleveland, uh, Grover Cleveland, that is, voted against uh, aid for the poor many times uh, and also left office to only come back after a, a missed term. And I think the parallels with Brett Favre, you know, poor people. And uh, leaving office, retiring a couple of times. I think that's the best comp of all. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant, Joe and lacrosse. Hey, Joe and lacrosse. How are you today, Joe? Oh, I'm playing hurt. The kids have all been passing around all the daycare sicknesses, but <sighs> we're just pushing through. It's the okay. bumper music driving through the marsh got it done. Really? Oh, good. You're driving through the marsh. I hope not directly through the marsh. I hope on a road maybe adjacent to the marsh, hopefully. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I try to stay off the bike path during the day, but uh, yeah, I had uh, was just going to throw my vote in for the uh, draft prep, but I think you're putting a kibosh on that one. So you want draft? You want draft prep? Give you, yeah, we want draft prep. Give me a little Packers talk. I'm a Cubs fan, so okay. enough, enough of the Brewers. But I'll uh, I'll wet your whistle. I'm I'm in round nine already of my really slow MLB draft here. And I'm wondering if you got any mid-round sleepers for me coming off the Brewers roster. And was wondering if you'd be interested in a friendly wager of some sort on a Cubs v. Brewers season. So you were asking me a mid-round Brewer that you could select, and you're going to put him up against a mid-round Cub, and then we're going to wager on it? Nope, we got two totally different thoughts. I'm looking for a draft pick, and I'm looking to go mano a mano with you, Cubs v. Brewers, whether that's head-to-head or total 
season record. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, Mid round brutal. I don't know who's available. Um, fifty round draft. Jesus H. Uh, I don't know. I like Reese Hoskins. Probably hit a lot of bombs. Yeah, I guess he might be gone. We got a lot of homers in the uh, in the league, but well, I, I, I'm, not in, I'm not in, I'm not in that, your draft. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never done an MLB draft. I have, I have a I have a dynasty NBA fantasy team. I've been in this league for four years. I haven't checked my team since the night I drafted, and I only sat in the draft room for like ten minutes. I let auto draft do the rest. I have no clue what my record is. I haven't checked. I don't even know that the app is on my phone anymore. Well, where are you at on uh, some sort of friendly Cubs-Brewers bet? I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you want to bet? Who wins the division? I'll bet you the division. All right. Higher in the overall standings then, or you got to win to qualify? Well, I suppose we could do high, I suppose we could just do whoever finishes best in the division. That way, if neither one of our teams win the division, it doesn't bust completely, and this isn't more of a waste of time than it already is. Yep, I hear you. Well, I'll let uh, I'll let you pick the, pick the stakes, whether that's a pie to the face or a uh, or a beer next time you're in town, or uh, something fun. Maybe we get a little caller insight on that one or something. Mm, well, I always like a beer. I'm always a fan of a beer bet. I mean, that's easy, and we both win, because then we both get to have beers. One of us has to pay for it, but who cares? Money spent on beer, it's like money spent on gas. Like, it doesn't even matter how much it costs. I'm going to buy it anyway, you know? There you go. All well, right. sounds like a, sounds like a, roll to, a round of cold beers sometime next fall. All right, you name the spot, I'll be there. I need an excuse to come back to lacrosse always. I'm quite literally dying for an excuse at any point to come back to lacrosse, so say less, I'm there. Sounds like a plan. Have a good afternoon. You as well, Joe. Uh, Very sneaky, underrated joke about the marsh. If he was trying to make a joke when he says, I try to keep it off the bike path during the day, that, if he meant it as a joke, is a very, very good joke. Uh, Because, of course, he's insinuating that at night, he drives on the bike path through the marsh. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I don't know. Maybe he didn't mean it as a joke, but I think think that's funny. I think that's good stuff. Hour two, Wisco Sports Show. We have a vote for draft prep. Joe, you're the only one to comment on it so far. So if no one else says anything, that's what we're doing. Because if you're the only one who has an opinion, it's your opinion that's going to rule out. Hour number two, Wisco Sports Show coming up next. I'm starting to lose my mind. This is hour six for me today. All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Hour two of the Wisco Sports Show. You got to bear with me if I'm tripping over my words. If I'm a little spaced out, I, this is hour six for me today. of <laughs> doing a radio show. I did Bill's show earlier. I had a ball. Had a blast. Couple great guests. We're going to hear from one of them at some point in this final hour of this show. Because uh, I need a little bit of a break. And I didn't, didn't want to book seven guests to come on our network in one day. Again, I, I don't have that many friends. Let alone people who will come on for free and do radio hits. So we're going to hear from a guest. NFL Draft. We could do Kalen Kaler, The Athletic. Badger Basketball, Zach Heilprin. We could do Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports. Big NBA guy, well-sourced, great thoughts, really good interview. Leave it up to you guys, whatever you want. We could talk about the news of the day. Brandon Woodruff is back with the Brewers. Or we could do what every sports radio show, television, 
show is doing around the country today, and that's like acting like the NBA All-Star game being bad matters. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They could have all walked out onto the court and taken a number two and pulled their shorts up and left, and it wouldn't matter past today. Because we talk about it, it's the same thing with the Pro Bowl. We talk about, oh, the Pro Bowl is terrible. And then we never think about it again until it happens in a year. And then we react to it the Monday after, oh, the Pro Bowl is terrible. And then we never think about it again, so on, so forth. It just, it just doesn't matter. Just throw it on for background entertainment. It's all it needs to be. Adam Silver, of all the problems he has going currently with the NBA, the All-Star Game should be like number 10 or lower on the list. He, he's got a lot more urgent fires he needs to put out with the state of the NBA right now. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Hey, you guys, Darnell the Chump. Darnell the Chump. Hey, how are you doing, Darnell? I'm doing wonderful. It's a great President's Day for sure. It really is. I mean, this one's been great. One of the best. I would I would even say it was maybe the greatest President's Day of all time. Mm. That's just might, might be a hot take, but... No, I mean, I never really thought about it before, but I I mean, I'm enjoying this President's Day, I think, on a higher level than, than most. Do, does anyone actually have off today? Who gets off for President's Day? <laughs> Who get, uh, uh, banks uh, do. You know what I mean. What was that? Banks do. Uh, like lenders. Um, if you're federally insured, I think a lot of those banks end up not working today because... I I work a job where I'm I'm constantly talking with banks and lenders and nobody was on the phone today. So what did you do today? I did not do a whole lot of work today. Wow. <laughs> so when the NBA All-Stars show up and don't do any work, it's some catastrophe, but when Darnell the Chump does it on a Monday, it's just fine. I I I I am seeing a bit of a double standard here. But that's why I mean you don't have a choice. If the lenders aren't there, the lenders aren't there. All right, banks. I I won't stop at my bank on the drive home then. Hey, kidding. I'm a credit union yeah. guy through and through. There is a difference. Of course. Hey, and that's no problem. But it did give me a chance to think about my favorite NFL QB president comparison okay i think i have a pretty i have a pretty decent one let's hear it i i wanted to compare teddy roosevelt to matthew stafford Ooh. okay my reasoning my reasoning behind it is matthew stafford is going to be he's going to go down as the quarterback of the detroit lions just like teddy roosevelt is known as the president or the nominee of the progressive party that's what he's known as but he really cooked as a Republican. It's like Matt Stafford really cooked as a Ram, but he's not going to be known as that. You know what I'm saying? I do. I do. I Dude, I totally know what you're saying. And I'm pissed I didn't draw those parallels. So you think Matthew Stafford is going to be remembered more as a lion than as a Ram when all is said and done? Guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, you're probably right. You're probably right. As weird as it sounds, the the Rams. Okay, let me ask you this question, Darnell. This leads us down an interesting path. Which brand is bigger nationally, the Los Angeles Rams or the Detroit Lions? Uh, I mean, it's got to be the Rams because it's L.A. Are you now. sure? Yes. No, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not sure. The fact that it's a discussion is an indictment on the Rams because they just won a Super Bowl and the Lions have been awful forever. Right, but the the Lions. I mean, is, is, the NFL is like owed to the past, but like let's look to the future. 
And I feel like the Lions actually have a decent future for the first time in like 30 years. So I'm going to tweet out know. this poll question. Bigger national brand question mark Rams Lions. I'm I, this is actually interesting to me because because I think the hmm, hmm, I, I think the the team that he's remembered for most. I don't actually think it will have anything to do with what Stafford accomplishes. And if he wins a second Super Bowl with the Rams, then maybe that changes. But as it stands right now, if he just finishes career as a Ram plays real well, maybe wins a playoff game or two. I, I think the way that he's remembered has more to do with the teams than actually yeah. than it has to do with so him. What he would be remembered for is his, his longevity and the fact that he didn't ever get it done with the Lions. Like, yes, we, we know Matt Stafford got it done with the Rams. He had that magical season with the Rams, right? But he had like 10 straight statistical bomb seasons as a Lions quarterback. Yeah. With nothing to show for it. Like, that's hard to do. Hmm. This is an interesting one. But Teddy Roosevelt, you're saying that he was, I mean, I remember him as a prog- progressive, correct? Yeah. Just like Matt Stafford remembered as the Lions. But did, he actually did all his presidential stuff as a Republican. Did he, like he run fought- against a populist at the time? What was the opposing party of the progressives at the time? No, he, he was the first third-party guy. Uh, like in the 19th and the 20th century, I guess I should say. Interesting. He, he got kicked out of the Republican Party in the primaries and then ran as a progressive because he, he like did some Donald Trump stuff. That was kind of crazy. Like mm. he, he was like, like people started hating on him. So he was like, I'll just be a progressive. That's fine. And he ran as a third party. And that's what like people remember him for. But then they don't think about the fact that he also had a term as a Republican president on the turn of the century. So that was my comparison. I don't know. This is an excellent one, and I love that you're focused on this detail of level. Darnell, I appreciate you. This might be my favorite call of the day. We got a couple more callers on hold. And maybe that says more. Maybe maybe the lesson there is these political parties, folks, it's just a label. It's just a label. It's it's about the man under the suit, not the color of the tie. I actually, well, I mean, Democrats wear blue and Republicans wear red, but it's not like it's their uniform. That's just the colors we associate with them. Interesting. He cooked. (laughs) Son of a bitch. He cooked as a member of the Republican Party. I'm actually interested now. What's the bigger national brand? The Lions or the Rams? And I I got a reply. It's like, are the Lions a national brand? Well, I don't know if either team is a national brand, quote unquote. Maybe I should have said nationally, which is the bigger brand, right? Outside of their own markets. I think the Detroit market has a lot more than the Rams. Right? But, the, but the Lions have been terrible forever, and their brand still persists. And I don't think that's recency bias just because they made an NFC Championship game. Could be, but I don't think it is. 608-321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant Darnell, the chump, came to hit today. I love that call. That was a great call. I don't know where that came from, but that, that ruled. Yeah, I mean, you can't say enough good things about Teddy Roosevelt. You know, speak softly, carry a big stick. Great mm-hmm. uh, night at the museum. It's just all, all around. That's right. I th- I think that role, that portrayal is a little underrated from Robin Williams. That he sneaky was a great Teddy Roosevelt. And sneaky, great movie. You know, there's so many dumb movies made in the mid 2000s because people still made movies back then for the average American. Not, none of these superhero BS. That's true. And Night at the Museum stands above all the rest. I think it is great. It's 
emotional, funny, the monkey stealing the keys. I love that movie. Good and educational, too, really, for young kids. Like, I get a lot of uh, good history, you know, across the spectrum in all different eras. Did you like Night at the Museum, uh, Night at the, the Smithsonian, or whatever that one was called, with Amelia Earhart? I don't can't recall if I've ever seen that one. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We, we, this ain't talking movies. Like, this is talking sports and presidents, I guess, today. Anything like Paul Blart 2, I didn't miss anything then. I don't even know if I saw Paul Blart 1, to be honest. What? That's a classic. you got to watch that one. Uh, I watched King, watch King of Queens. But... What was that? I think, there are more, I think there are more Lions fans in North America than L.A. Rams fans. I would agree. I think so, too. So I think that makes the Lions a bigger brand. I mean, the, Ram, the Rams the Rams have, they, they hardly have a local brand. You know what I mean? Like, Niners fans take over their stadium. Yeah, and everyone hates the Rams. Like they moved away, they came back. I mean, they can't they can't keep two cities happy. You know, yeah. you can't keep two wins happy. It's St. Louis and it's L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't can't half-ass two things. You have to whole-ass one thing. Stan Kroenke's learning that the hard way, I think. Yeah, I don't think he really cares. But probably not. Probably not. Do you have any? This seems like this would be right up your alley. Do you have any president quarterback comparisons? Um. <clears throat> I don't know if there are any of them are appropriate for radio. I, I had some spinning in the Bill Clinton category, but I'll just I'll hold those to myself for now. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's not a that's not a difficult connection to draw. Um, yeah, probably best to keep those in the clip. Maybe if the, maybe if the show had like a podcast once a week that was like after dark material, but that's fine. Everyone has a podcast. I also don't need one. And Grant, I got a one last question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you rather spend the last 30 minutes of the show talking about how to fix the All-Star game or this Wisconsin Badger basketball team? Hmm. I mean, here's, here's, here's my problem. The Badgers. But the, I believe the content, I believe the guest, and this is, no, this is no shade on Zach. Kurt was awesome. I'd never had him on any show before. He's Bill's buddy, NBA guy. Uh, we'll, we'll probably do Badger basketball, though. Probably. Probably perfect i mean how would you fix them though I, I don't know that zach and i talked about fixing them we just talked about how bad they are right now yeah they're they're trash that i you have no business going to overtime with that iowa team i, I don't know what i watched on saturday i almost feel like i was blacked out for that game i just i i don't know what that was i'm disgusted i am too i was playing cribbage with my dad and he was kicking my ass so that made it i was getting it in both directions it sucked appreciate you cone thank you this is a great call yeah, happy President's Day, Grant. Thank you. You as well. Happy President's Day, Cone. That's Cone Roller, 608-321-1670. One more call. One or two more calls, and we'll take a break. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Grant, you're not off today? What the heck? No, because is you, why Why are you the way that you are, Vagabond John? I have a bone to pick with you. I tweet yesterday, it's like, well, for casual NASCAR fans, if the Daytona 500 is not going to be on on a Sunday, you might as well not have it, which is my way of saying, like, I would have watched it today, probably won't watch it tomorrow, and you're up in my butt saying that we should just never have holidays uh, with sports then. Don't lump President's Day in with Thanksgiving ever again in my replies. That's That's disingenuous, and you're better than that. How about Black Friday? Because the NFL has taken over Black Friday, and there are a lot of people who get Black Friday off. Is yeah, President Day on par with Black Friday? No, not even close. People take Black Friday. It's not, it's not that people, some companies get Black Friday off. Everyone just takes that day off because they're home with family. That, it's completely different. 
Well, I woke up with the day off, and, you know, being the sales manager as I am. Oh, you're the one. Would Gary V, would Gary V take a day off, Grant? No. Would Jocko Willenick take a day off? Grant Cardone? No. I was out there grinding for my reps, prospecting away in the banking industry. So shout out Darnell, banking Who industry. Who were you talking to today. in the banking industry? Who was answering the phones? No, no. I don't make phone calls. I find companies that are good for my reps to call. Oh, I'm not making a damn call. I see. I see. I see. Okay, okay. Unless they need, unless they need some, uh, some monkey see, monkey do. Um, interesting. Look, this, this Rams-Lions conversation is interesting. You know, as a sales manager, obviously huge into metrics. Um, so if I were to tell you that the, the, the Lions came in, ranked 31st in the NFL in valuation, it's actually really close. Where do you think the Rams come in? Hmm. Well, so this this interests me. I'm compelled. I don't know that that equivalates equivalent. I don't know if that equates. Jesus. I don't know if it equates to which one is a bigger brand market side. Like that's different. Are the Rams, man, I could see them being close to the top or close to the bottom. Both would make sense, but I'm going to say close to the top. Brand new stadium, L.A. market, top 10. Yeah, for sure. It's really close. The Lions coming at 31st. The Rams coming at third. If you look at social media followers, you got, this is Vigamon John, wandering around the west side. That's why I'm out of breath. Doing live research on the street. You have the Rams coming at like 1.7 million followers on social media. You get the Lions at like 1.3. So I don't know. I think the, I think the, the Rams take the cake, but I'm curious of how much of this is just, you know, crossover from the time and you know, St. Louis, because St. Louis loves their sports. But mm-hmm. anyways, on to the topic of the day. Uh, obviously, all-star games in sports leagues. The one takeaway that I had from NBA All-Star Weekend was had nothing to do with the NBA All-Star Weekend, but how to fix the Pro Bowl. We need an all-NFL game that's all basketball, and we need dunks worth three points. And we need, you know, big-time payouts for charities because those basketball players in the All-Star game on Friday were entertaining. Oh, I like, mean, CJ, like CJ Stroud and a couple other guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, that was a heck of a lot of fun to watch. I'm sitting here on a Friday, you know, long weekend, nothing to do. My plans get canceled. Turn on the old tube, and I'm watching just a very, like, probably the most entertaining thing I've seen. You know, in terms of the coaches going back and forth, you get Stephen A. and Shannon on the benches. You got uh, whatever the receiver for the Rams, Nakua, absolutely dunking, just crazy. And I'm like, this is what the uh, Pro Bowl should look like. And so my thoughts are, you should have a softball game, you know, charity softball game for NBA. You should have a charity basketball game for NFL, and then for baseball, you know, just pick one of the other sports. Probably not football, but you know. Just make them do something else. Make these all-star, best-in-class world athletes do something that us regular guys do. I think watching Steph Curry play, you know, charity softball with some sort of crazy rules could be fun. So I am compelled. The the celebrity softball game or celebrity uh, basketball game, the all-star game, is tough because you that could mean actors, musicians, athletes. Like, the, the swath is too wide. You know what I mean? Like, we need, we need to focus it. But you can't just have NFL players play basketball. Then that, that doesn't really make any sense. A pickup basketball game between NFL players, I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of that, yeah. Agamon John. For sure. So that's how we fix the Pro Bowl. And by the way, if you tune in, yeah, Micah Parsons took 30 shots. <laughs> that dude looking CJ Stroud in the face, I want to send a message that he'll remember going into the next year. <laughs> like, these guys took it pretty seriously. 
football players don't take a don't take a day off. But as far as presidents and quarterbacks, give me Joe Biden and Geno Smith being absolutely irrelevant for most of your career, having you know a, a last gasp at the very end that just ends in mediocrity and everybody longing for uh, a, a more youth on their team. So I think uh, I'm going with Joe Biden, Geno Smith. It's actually not a bad comp. I appreciate it. This is a good call, Vagabond John, and I like the Pro Bowl idea. I don't really need to fix anything, but I would watch a pickup game of NFL players. Like, I want to see, because all these guys got game. Most of these guys got game on some level. Like, I'd watch. You don't need to touch the you don't need to touch the MLB All Star Game. That's just a that's just fun and American and it's 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 good. That that's that's different. I don't know what we do with the Pro Bowl or the NBA All Star Game. You don't need to do anything. Just leave it. It's fine. It doesn't need to be. Not everything needs to be the best thing ever. Okay, we can just have some filler on TV where we showcase some All Stars. It's fine. One more call. We'll take a break. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Denny from Holman. Denny! Oh, I was worried something happened to you. It had been a couple of days. I know, man, but I just wanted to say props today. Great job doing Bill's show. Oh, thank you. Did, kept, did kept my darndest. Aud- kept the audience engaged and everything, you know. Uh, didn't miss a beat from when Bill's there. I know Bill's very good, but I, like I said, you're second to none. You're, you do a good job. I'm second to none except so for except to, for Bill. But, yes, continue. Sorry, I cut you off. Continue, continue. I wanted to ask you, what the hell happened to Wisconsin sports after we ranked them in the top five? I mean, cocky. I mean, we lose to Ohio State unranked. Then we go down with the Badgers. And, and what is – I mean, how can our coach fall from the coach of the year two years ago to – so what's going on now? I mean, that last play was basically dribble and then jack up a three. Yeah. You know? It's terrible. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. You attack the cup. You take it to the cup, Denny. Right. Because then even if you right. don't make it, what can happen? You get free throws. Yeah. You go to the free throw and line. And you know what happened? We sucked at our free throw. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably would have missed them, but it, you only needed to make one of the, t- one of the two. Well, yeah. Yeah, and you know, did you see uh, in the in the big part of the game? Here they go after the technical that they gave uh, Freeman. Mm-hmm. That Chucky blows two free throws, and uh, then we shot another one, and we blew that. It's just unreal. I, I couldn't believe it. It was like, and then we get uh, Wall playing, and he's playing good, and then he ended up falling out, which I thought was a very shoddy call by the ref of course it was and you know and wall i think he could have won the game for us because he was coming on it in the overtime with wall i'm but always was- like man and i don't want to like throw shade on tyler wall because saturday was not no. his fault but tyler wall no. is very very good i'm always left wanting like two or three more plays over the course of a game that separates him from being very good and being great does that make sense right yeah, you know, he only had two points until that fourth quarter. You know, I mean, he he was doing everything, but he just wasn't getting the ball to shoot. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, yeah, women's hockey just, swept the swept the Gophers this weekend. I see that, but then, then you got another thing, Grant, mm-hmm. with uh, Ohio State gets beat by Wisconsin, so what do they do? They fire the coach. Yeah, and then Chris what Holtman. does the coach do? He beats Purdue. You know, maybe we should, I mean, maybe we should fire Greg Gard, get a little bump. 
Well, you know, it's just we've been doing, been going back and forth, back and forth about guard and really what has he done for us lately? Well, and the Big Ten is a what have you done for me lately league, Denny? Yeah. It's just very, very, <laughs> and you know, if the Bucks, the Bucks and the Badgers are about the same now, they don't want to play any defense. And I, you notice that a lot on Saturday. I don't know if it's tired legs or what the problem is, or if they're conditioning, they didn't run with their tractors like they do on the hills, but well, something isn't right. Well, at least the Badgers have an excuse. They're students first and foremost, so they have to walk to class. And UW is a big campus. I don't know what the Bucks' excuse is. And then to, then to see, you know, our score get the, uh, get the uh, NBA um, player of the game. Oh, the Taylor Lillard got the MVP? The yeah. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't even shoot the threes for the Bucks. I mean, this has just been unreal. It's been a hell of a week. Only up from here, Danny. I got to run. I got to take a break. But thank hey, you so much for this. One, one more thing I wanted to say to you. Hit me. How many Badgers are going to be in the transfer portal at the end of the season for basketball? If Guard keeps his coach. If I mean, if Greg Guard's still around. Yep. Hmm. I don't know. Think about that. I don't think that many like I like Greg Gard, but I like we saw what this team is capable of for the first couple of weeks, and they they got a fluky win here and there. Like Minnesota one was a little fluky, but AJ Store and others made tough shots too. I, I just I, I don't know. You you can lose one of the Michigan Iowa Rutgers games. You can't lose all three. It would be a real struggle to even lose two out of three, right? It's the same with the Bucks. It's like, well, they were tired here. Long road trip here. They're injured here. Okay, okay, but somebody at some point's got to win some games. You know what I mean? I'm not coming on the air every day just creating lists of excuses on why they're not winning these games. You got to win some of them. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll come back. We're woefully late. Whoa, woefully late for a break. Let's come back. Three minutes, Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Nice to hear from Denny and Holman. Denny and Holman. Say what you want about Denny and Holman. Man lives and breathes with all of our teams. Denny's not cherry picking. Okay? Badger hoops. Badger hockey, men and women's. Badger volleyball. Denny and Holman might be the biggest Badger volleyball fan that at least calls this show routinely. And of course, Packers, Brewers, Bucks. Love you, Denny. Appreciate the call. 608-321-1670. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do next? I'm going to make an executive decision here. And there are people listening who are like, it's about damn time. Yeah, I I will make the decision. The interview that we're going to play coming up after this next break is going to be Kurt Heelan, who covers the the NBC. He covers the NBA for NBC. Sorry, I'm on, not to keep saying this, I'm on five and a half hours of hosting radio. What I've found is that I got like a really good three hours I can do the fourth hour, and if I plan ahead, I can do the fourth hour well. Otherwise, I can fake a good fourth hour. Once you get into, like, four and a half, five-plus hours, I start I start to lose my mind a little bit, just a little bit. And it's President's Day today, and we've been talking about presidents, and I'm starting to lose a little bit, so sorry. Kurt Heelan, 
NBC covers the NBA. He was awesome earlier today on Bill's show. So actually, we're not going to do pre-draft stuff. We're not going to do Badger basketball. I want to do NBA. And we didn't belabor the All-Star stuff, although he was at All-Star Weekend. He's been at a bunch of All-Star Weekend. So his opinion on this was was more than just your run-of-the-mill uh, crabby man yells at the rain cloud about how it used to be better. I'm not convinced that All-Star Games used to be better. Like, I, I saw tweets, Vince Goodwill specifically, Yahoo Sports. I saw this. It's like, I, the last great All-Star Game was in 2003. It's like, was it great? You know what the biggest show on TV was in 2003 or one of the biggest shows in 2003? It was Friends. And, like, if you like Friends, like, to each their own, it's wholesome and, like, it's, it makes you smile watching it, but it sucks. Like, it's not good. So there is a possibility that the All-Star Game also was really bad back then. And you know what? We just didn't really worry about it. I think I think we... We put everything on the microscope now. Is we got to record a podcast about this. And I got to write about this on my Substack. And I understand that I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I'm hosting a radio show right now. So I must have like opinions that I feel the need to get out there. So I'm the pot calling the kettle black. But like, I, I don't know that it was always great. We always think everything used to be great. But back in the day, we didn't think it was great. And in 10 years, we're going to think right now was great. It's like, ah, remember when Greg Gard was coaching the Badgers? To a first round exit every, oh, that was great. I missed that. No, it wasn't. We hated it. We hate it right now. We always want what we can't have. We always want to go backwards, never forwards. We're never in the present. Let's learn to be present with each other. Jesus. 608-321-1670. One more call. We'll take a break. We'll get to our guest. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? I wasn't going to call, but Dutch oven, really? You know what, Dave? You, you, you appreciate good food. Do you not? The Dutch oven, actually a very versatile cooking tool. You can cook with it outside over a fire. Very manly. Grant listeners out there. It's a, Oh my God. I wasn't going to call until you snuck that one after I I hung up. I'm going, (laughs) we've got to get you. We've got to get you to become a real man and not half and half. My goal before I die is to get you to wear men's clothes. Talk like a man. Cook. Like Tim the Toolman Taylor, you know. Instead, that's right. Instead of, oh my God. But hey, there's only one sport today, and people aren't talking. The Daytona? Daytona 500. Hell yeah, brother. I got it on the TV right now. That's the only man sport. Once a year, yeah. I tell people if you watch one race, it's the plate race in Daytona and Talladega because you can go from first to 40th to first in one lap. And when they crash, holy balls, do they crash. All the other races are boring as hell. Um, but, can I ask you something? And I mean this very yeah. respectfully. You are blind. You can't see for other for other listeners that may yeah. not know. Do you listen to Daytona on the radio? And if so, what's that like? Oh, yeah. I got, I got NASCAR radio going on. They got they got play-by-play. They got the pit crew. They, I mean, these guys, um, these guys are phenomenal. They go zip, 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 zip. And man, think about it. they're like one quarter inch away going 220 miles an hour. I mean, that's that's insane on a two and a half mile an hour track and drafting. You're like right up in that guy's bumper going 220 miles an hour. And a funny story last year, I had Brad Keselowski at 100 to 1 to win the race. Mm-hmm. He's in third place on the first green white checker. I'll be son of a blank if his crew didn't call him in for a gas and go. Went from third to fifteenth, and I lost. He was one hundred to one. I could have cried, but anyway, I know people don't like NASCAR, but no, Dave, I have, I have no problem with NASCAR. I was actually excited to watch it yesterday. I was bummed when it was moved because I know on Monday, you know, I'm at work. I got Nobody things going cares. on. Yeah, if, you're, if you're if you've never been to, I went to one NASCAR back in Chicago, 
And my buddy says, oh, no, no, you don't want to be down to the first row. Yeah, I want to be in the first row. Goes, no, no, no. I was in the 40th row, and you literally, you cannot hear. There's nothing worse than a blind guy going to a NASCAR race where I can't talk to anybody around me. <laughs> I mean, that, that was with some hot chick back then, too. That made it even worse. But that's that's not bad. But but, but, but as far as the um, make real quick about the, the um the badger. Yeah. I mean, like Denny said, it's he asked how many are going to the portal. I'm going to say three. I'm I'm going to say three are going to go in. Who's that? And we're, we're, I'm going to say Hodges. I'm going to say uh, Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Somebody can't think of say Marcus Ilver. Yeldin. Yeah. Marcus. And th- and there will be a surprise, uh, a surprise one going in, and. If they continue on this route, guard will be gone. There will be more. You know, a very few of them aren't going to leave because they're already in their fourth and fifth years. But uh, no, it's, it's McIntosh isn't, isn't going to allow us to happen. Hey, Dennis, women's volleyball. I never understood why they played the Col- the field house and not the Cole Center. They're one of the greatest sports that this campus has, and they played a dump. Interesting. The field, but it's close. It's intimate. Question. Yes, one more. Go and ahead. To, yeah. To answer your question, it start it is for cornmeal. Uh, corn it starts <laughs> to end with Trump. Case closed. <laughs> that was t- that was Tony who was ranking the best presidents. Um, thank you, Dave. That was actually one of Dave's funny. Zip, 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 zip. I gotta. <laughs> I'm going to go back and pull that audio. That ruled. All right, let's take a break. Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports, was at the All-Star Game, was there for all the festivities. Really accurate breakdown on what actually matters, what doesn't. I really enjoyed the interview. Trust me, you will too. Stick around, listen to it. He also gave his thoughts on the Bucks going into the second half. Kurt Heelan, NBC, next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Dave from Minota. <laughs> I'm just not over the zip, 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 zip. Because I have been in a radio studio that's carried a NASCAR broadcast before. Um, and that is, what, <laughs> that is what it sounds like. Zip, 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 zip. That is, they, the radio broadcast for NASCAR is pretty great. Like, you may, you might doubt it, but it, it kind of goes pretty hard. And then, of course, making Tim Allen noise. Jeremy and Scotty tweeted this at me, and I watched it a hundred times over the break because this is just so funny. Tim Allen had the uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Uh, and we've done uh, the. Uh, <laughs> remember the when he did that one? No, uh, he would yeah. do that sometimes. Remember this? <laughs> That's just guys being guys. I want to get together with my guy friends and just make Tim Allen noises. Kurt Heelan, NBC Sports, All-Star Weekend, got his thoughts on the Bucks early on the Bill Michaels Show. This is good. you like this. Trust me. Here's Kurt. Here's our conversation. Yeah, do that sometime. Remember this? Uh, Indianapolis, how's All-Star Weekend? I had the Tim Allen. I had the Tim Allen thing still going. Uh, all right, here's the actual interview. Kurt, I appreciate you. How is Indianapolis? How's All-Star Weekend? What was the experience like there? It was pretty good. I mean, look, this is a city that's handled Final Fours and Super Bowls, and it's well laid out. Like, it, it would have been really easy to walk from the media hotel to all the venues, except for the fact of the high of 22 on Saturday was a bit yeah. brisk for that guy. Uh, it's only a mile, but yeah. Um, but aside that, I, look, it's a city that can handle this. It's been fun. So I, the dunk contest, I know everyone complains about it. I just don't know what, I don't know what there is to do. I feel like all the dunks have been yeah. done. Guys don't want to get hurt. Guys don't want to get, you know, slammed on Twitter. 
I really don't know what we do with that. The three-point contest was fun. Our guy, Dame, won. Wish you could see a little bit more of that in real games, but what are you going to do? The All-Star game last night was run of the All-Star game. What did you think of the individual events, and could they be better? What did you think? I thought the three-point contest was like the highlight of the weekend now yeah. for five years, seven years, because it's the one thing. It's not just Dame. I'm like, Steph Curry showed up. Pre-injury, Clay Thompson showed up. Like, the best shooters go out for this because, for some reason, and I, this is what ends up getting the dunk contest in trouble, I'm glad Jalen Brown did it this year. But there becomes this stigma, and guys do get, it's hard to come up with creative dumps. You're right. Like, guys take off from the free throw line. You're like, eh, yeah, okay. So, you know, like yeah. Third guy to do, fourth guy to do that, whatever. <laughs> like, and that's it, kind of cold, but, like, it's hard to be creative. And Mac McClung's out there, like, mimicking the professional bunkers, essentially. Um, and I, more power to him. But, like, it, it's, the guys just don't want to be embarrassed where they don't have that vibe. Like, hey, man, I had an off shooting night from three compared to, you know, Curry or Sabrina or whoever was red hot that night. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I thought that's the best event, and I don't know what you do to really jazz up the. Like you said, I don't know that you can do anything for the dunk contest. I just think every few years it's going to be great because of a guy who who kind of nails it. I just and I also don't know what you do about the All Star game. I, you got to get players to care and be committed. And Anthony Edwards out there was out there yesterday, kind of the voice of a younger generation going, yeah, whatever. I like it's the all-star game. I don't care. And I, I know a lot of people are frustrated. It's an exhibition game. If you build your weekend yeah. around it, you're probably going to be bummed. With the dunk contest, I'll defend these guys. I know everyone is ripping Jalen Brown. And I, like, I, look, I'm a Bucks fan. So I, there's no love lost for any Celtics player and the way that the Celtics are, are <laughs> talked about. He got booed plenty here in Indy. Don't you worry. Y- yeah. The thing is, though, we can't complain about superstars not doing the dunk contest because they don't want to get made fun of on Twitter and then turn around and make fun of the guys on Twitter who actually do the dunk yeah. contest. Like, NBA fans got to look themselves in the mirror a little bit on this too, right? Exactly. It, it, guys don't do this because it's seen as, and I, I'm not the first person to say this, but if you talk to players, they see it as a lose-lose. They see it as a, hey, if I do this, I either win. If Jalen Brown wins, it's like, yeah, see, of course he won. He's expected to win. He's a great player. Oh, he lost. He, you know, in a, in a world of extremes, it's oh, he sucked and this was terrible. And guys are just like, what do I get out of that? Why am I doing it? So you don't have Anthony Edwards like lining up to do it. Maybe if they put enough money on the line, John Morant and and all these guys would do it. But I don't, I don't know. I, I is that motivation? Do we just like start treating all of this like the end season tournament? We're like, we're just going to pay you enough to make you care. Yeah, I. I mean, I don't know. It's a thing, but, you know, get together with some friends, have it on in the background. Again, if you build your weekend around these events, you're going to be disappointed, and I I guess that reality is a little bit of a bummer, but it is the all-star break. Like, these aren't real games. They're exhibitions. Kurt Heelan, NBC, I want to ask you, your your breakdown and your point of view on the Bucks pre-all-star break, from Adrian Griffin to Doc and everything that's happened since the Dame Lillard trade, up until this weekend, what have you seen and what have you thought about my Milwaukee Bucks? They are obviously a talented contender who hasn't lived up to that billing in the biggest moments. They just, especially before Doc, they just, you'd be like, man, that's a really good team, and they're going to be the two seed. And I don't think they can beat Boston. I'm not totally sure they can beat, you know, another top team if somebody gets hot. So I think Doc coming in, I know he's three and seven. I'm, I'm not sure how the fans are there or reading it. I will just say from what I've seen and then talking to scouts and people in the league, the defense is so much better. I know the yep. record's not good because guys miss times or whatever. 
you could see him starting to fix the low-hanging fruit, the transition defense. Um, and so I think that makes them better in the short term. I will say that I'm among the group who, look, I've covered, I'm Los Angeles-based. I've seen plenty of Doc up close uh, with the Clippers. He's a lot, he's Budenholzer-like in a lot of ways. The mm-hmm. stuff that I think that, that, that uh, you know, Giannis wanted to get away from is defense first, my way or the highway. Doc's, Doc phrases it better. He's a former player. He's, he's got some cachet that way, but it's very much that. And he wore on other teams because he's not going to do it to Giannis and he's not going to do it to Dame, but we've already seen. And half our guys were in Cabo. Like He throws guys under the bus, and it wears on the front office and it wears on teams. So long-term, I'm curious how this plays out. But short-term, I think to turn this team into a contender this year like they should be, they needed someone like if it wasn't him, someone like him to kind of come in and just wipe the ship instantly. Yeah, I had a Buck-specific guest last week said that Doc is basically doing the, you know, copy my homework, but don't make it look like you copied it. Like, he's doing a lot of the same yeah. bud yeah. things. And I, look, I don't like now when members of the NBA media are like, well, they never should have fired Bud. They did him dirty. Look, I'm a Bucks fan. I heard everyone say that Bud was a dope and needed to be fired for two years. So the timing of it with his brother was really brutal, and then the Adrian Griffin hire didn't work. But I, I don't want to revise history that Budenholzer was supposed to be a lifetime coach of this team. I I don't know. I, I don't think that's... I, I look I like Bud um personally and professionally and if I if I were Charlotte right now mm-hmm. about to enter a re- massive you know look well it's but I'm like they've been in the middle of a rebuilding phase for like a decade but like, <laughs> they should be tearing it down like in rebuilding and, and building around Brandon Miller's good and you know whatever you're going to do with LaMelo Ball he's great in those situations he's great at building a program right he, he he was exactly what milwaukee needed when he came in yep. he was what atlanta needed before that it's he can get you to the promised land but he's not going to bring you in kind of guy sure that's fine like there's a lot of places that that could be really useful now he wore on your star At the end of the day man yeah bring it for everything that adrian griffin cost for how much that didn't work Giannis. That was Giannis's guy, and he signed the extension. End of the story, it's a win. At the end of the day, that's a win, and now you can get on with winning some basketball games. So I asked you before the All-Star break your thoughts. If I Now, I don't really believe this, but if I, as a Bucs fan, wanted to say, you know what, they just needed a break, and now Dame won the three-point contest, All-Star game MVP, he's going to come back with more swagger, more confidence, forget, you know, the trade and the divorce he went through and the struggle and the coaching fire. You come into the second half, this is going to carry them, and they're going to look like a different team, and it's, and it's all going to start to work. If I tried to sell you on that as a Bucks fan, would you buy any of it? Like, tell me your yeah, thought a little. on that. Okay. I think that, has, I think that has the potential to be right, right? Like, I think that they could – the thing is, they've never been bad. It, it's, it's just that the expectations are – I mean, what was it, 33 and whatever when, when Griffin got fired. Like, they've never been bad. They just haven't been the, – the, the measure is contender, and – You've watched them against a Boston or a Denver or, you know, I guess we're going to put the Clippers in the in the contender category this week. Well, mm-hmm. we should, frankly. They've been that good. But, if, like, against that level of team, you're kind of like, I don't know if they're that good. That's what they still have to prove. But I think that that's fully possible. The talent is there. It's not – they're not deep. But if they can just get to the playoffs in a good spot, you don't need to be deep, man. You, you can get by with seven and a half players in the playoffs. Should I be a little nervous that we've become the Clippers and that, like, 
the postseason success kind of just hinges on whether or not Chris Middleton can stay healthy for a full run. Like, I, I just hate being in that spot, yeah. but that's kind of where we are as Bucks fans. Yeah, and I don't think that that's – I don't think there's much you can do or, or that that's wrong. It's – Yeah. The margins are really slim. Like, I look, Boston has probably been the best team in basketball all season long. Do I completely trust them to make it in the playoffs? Like, right now, I still think Denver's the bar. Denver's been they, – they're in that top four group that's really bunched up at the top of the West. They haven't taken it out of third gear very often this season, man. They're just – like, I'm not worried, like – they're going to get to crunch time. They're going to be like, all right, let's run. In fact, I watched them do this beating, um, was it the Lakers the other, a few weeks ago in, in, out in L.A. They coasted through the game for about three quarters, and they got to about five minutes to go in a tight game and go, all right, Murray Jokic, pick and roll. If they can't stop it, let's go. Boom. And they go away and win by 12. You know, like, yeah. they've got that gear. I, I think the Bucks need to prove, <laughs> excuse me, the Bucks need to prove they can, they can reach that level. Yeah, I get that. Well, and, you know, a lot of Bucks fans that I talk with who are a lot more bullish, they're like, well, it's just February, right? We're waiting for the postseason. It's like, yeah, but the teams that wait until February have shown me something. I know this team won a title, but it wasn't this iteration of this team with this coach. So in order for the flip the switch argument to work, which I'm pretty anti-flip the switch anyways, I need to have previous proof of concept. I have it with Giannis, right? I don't really have it with this aged version of Middleton, and I don't have it with this team, with this coach, and with this Damian Lillard. So it's, it's just a lot of mental bridges for me to cross, for me to talk myself into that. Their defense has to get better. It's, it's at the end of the day. Obviously, it's not going to be trading Lillard. I don't think it's a secret. Trading Lillard for, for Holiday means less defense, right? Yeah. But is it good enough come the postseason that an elite offense and what, and what Lillard absolutely will bring you at the end of games? You know, like he is still an incredible clutch player you have the real potential to be that special it's but they've got to get the defense good enough and that's and that's that doc's ultimate task i'm excited to, now i'm excited this was good I, I needed this kurt i appreciate you i hit you up last week to come on with bill and recap the all-star break and i know you guys have done hits before and and then he gets sick so i apologize and, and we'd love to have you back uh, down so the road when bill is I, is I, in I, game I, shape I, I, <laughs> it sounds like the show's going way smoother without him there so i'm just saying yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I'll tell him. I can't wait to break that news to him tomorrow. That's what Gus said. Thank you, Kurt. Safe travels from from the All Star break. Enjoy the West Coast. We'd love to check in with you in a couple of weeks. See what the Bucks are doing. Uh, look forward to it. Take care. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show last couple of minutes. I think Kurt Heelan was the right call. He's really good. Uh, it was an awesome guest. And we don't have many national NBA perspectives. A lot of good Bucks guys. Jim Ozarski going to be on with Bill tomorrow. We've got Justin Garcia, right? Dave Kane is an awesome contributor to our network whenever we're, whenever we can coax him in to do a couple of minutes with us. But we don't really have a, a national NBA perspective, and it's sometimes nice to get out of the Bucks bubble because we hear the same buzzwords and the same phrases and the same things about our team. And I, I really liked Kurt's breakdown. We need to remind ourselves as Bucks fans, the talent is immense. And the experience is immense, right? The postseason experience on this team. But it's got to be healthy, and it's got to gel. I, I still like the idea that Doc Rivers shows up this week, and he goes, all right, it's game one. I, we're not even going to talk about our record so far. 
This is this is uh, opening night is Thursday or Friday or whenever the next game is. Opening night is this week for us. Brand new season. We start from scratch. Forget everything that happened with the last coach. Forget everything that happened before the All-Star break. This is now opening week, opening night, if I serve form. We should do a, a reopening night. Like the Brewers did that in 2020. Remember? A reopening day or a second opening day, whatever it was, when the ballpark was back to full capacity. Ah, that was great. Remember that. Speaking of the ballpark, going to be back at Brewers Spring Training. Two weeks from today, we'll be broadcasting live at American Family Fields of Phoenix. And I, I the traveling is one thing. You know, going where it's warm, that, that's secondary. Just to be around the ballpark and to establish myself once again as a clubhouse presence. Very much looking forward to it. So maybe we'll talk a little bit more about that tomorrow. Tomorrow on the Bill Michaels Show, Tim Dillard, Jim Ozarski, a little Brandon Woodruff Brewers covered, a little Bucks coverage coming out of the All-Star break as well. Should be a banner day tomorrow on our network. Very much looking forward to it. I will talk to all of you tomorrow night at 4 o'clock. Can't wait.